24 hours a day. Radio Contact. Exciting week. I want it going to OKR and getting a, a good result there and sort of uh, the momentum building now for, for Saturday against Witness. I'm really looking forward to that Saturday afternoon game. So, uh, so yeah, really excited, mate. Yeah, we've got a, a birthday request. Uh, happy birthday, Sophie Harrison. Uh, 19, I think it was yesterday. Uh, she's listening to the show, Paul, and she got us a nice, well, she gave us a piece of a cake. Um, it's a chocolate cake with uh, the rugby ball, Sophie Red Devils badge on top. Um, but I thought, obviously, you being a, a virtually semi-pro athlete, I thought I'd have the cake. Right, okay. All right, that's, that's, that's fine. <laughs> <Is> that <laughs> nice. Nice. nice one, but yeah. It was very oh, nice. Oh, very good. Well, I'll, I'll take your word for that, mate. You've, uh, you've tried and tested. So, uh, happy birthday to, to Sophie as well. I hope you've had a great day, whether it's today or tomorrow or yesterday. And um, hopefully we'll get a result for you on, on Saturday. Yeah, so uh, what have we got on the show this week, Paul? Yeah, we've got a review of the Hulkingston Rovers game. We've got the amateur report. We'll have a preview of the Witness game. We've got Willie Poulton in Coach's Corner. And you've got the interviews lined up. Rob, who's, who have you been speaking to this week? Yeah, we've got Josh Jones. We've got Josh Wood. We've got Joey Lusick. And we've got Lee Mossop talking about the victory against Hulkingston Rovers uh, on Friday night. And obviously we're going to preview the game against uh, Witness on Saturday. But before all that, we'll uh, talk about what's coming out of the Sulphur Devils uh, this week, news-wise. news coming out of Salford Red Devils. The big news is Greg Burke signs a two-year deal, Paul, to stay at Salford. Um, he's impressed, I think, since his, uh, his mid-season transfer from Widnes. Yeah, we've not seen much of him the last couple of weeks. Have we? He was injured for the, the Leeds game and, and didn't play at OKR either. He's, he's back in the squad, isn't he, for, for Widnes on, uh, on Saturday. But the games we have seen, he really got a, a debut try against Widnes, didn't he? The bits and bobs we've seen of him is... Uh, he looked quite a useful player, hasn't he? And, um, and a welcome addition, really. You know, there's being low on numbers. So if he signed a, a two-year deal, he's only 25, I think, isn't he? So uh, that's quite young for a, for a prop forward, isn't it? Really, so he's got plenty of time to, to mature as well. Into um, I mean, he's got quite a bit of experience anyway. But uh, but yeah, he's looked a useful player. What I've seen of him so far, and it's good that we've got him tied up on a, on a deal. Yeah, he seems like he's got a bit of both. He, he works hard and grasps, but also you know has a good pair of hands. I think he's a uh, you know extra pivot in the line. Can be important, can it, when you know building moves and stuff? Yeah, certainly. Yeah, I mean, sometimes you, it's the Super League forwards, especially some some of the prop forwards, they just sort of head down, aren't they? And very robotic nowadays. You don't seem to get the the ball playing forwards as much as you used to do. And 
Greg does look like he can he can be useful. He does look like he's got a pair of hands on him and a bit of a brain on him as well. And that that's that's important that to have, to have players like that. You know, got a bit of an offload game and a bit of intelligence to the way they play. So, so yeah, I think he'll be a useful addition to the squad, Rob. I think he's um, he's looked uh, he's looked fairly bright as as Ed Chamberlain. You know, to the two guys who came in from Wigan. I've been very impressed with what we've got out of him so far. And as I said last week, it's, it's strange that the way Witness offloaded him, really, because they took they looked two very useful players. Yeah, I think we obviously we got the better deal of the, of the swap there. I think both uh, Ed Chamberlain and, and, and Greg Burke both, you know, added lots to our squad. And, you know, obviously with the other signs that have come in, certainly give us a boost. They certainly have, yeah. I mean, we mentioned it last week, didn't we, about the the, the squad going back a, a month or so ago, and how, how light it was. And it, it does look at a lot, you know, with those four players coming in and players coming back from injuries. Well, it seems like we've got a bit more depth in the side now, doesn't it? You know, judging the players that have been rested and and have not made the squad at the moment, you know, some quality players can't seem to get into the team at the moment. So that's what Ian Watson's been been craving for all season. So, uh, so it's definitely good that we've got a bit of competition for places and, and backup as well if people do. Uh, to get injured. Yeah, obviously looking forward to the witness game. Um, the club have announced that you know if you buy your tickets early, you can save two pound on on the ticket price. It's good that obviously you need you need to be able to to get that out to people who aren't inside the Salford Devils bubbles to see if they want to come and watch the match. Yeah, certainly, and um, you know it's a it's a big game on on Saturday and. I think a lot of people are expecting us to win, aren't we? We're probably going to be favourites for this game, so um, oh, I think it's important we get a, a good crowd down there and a good following behind us. And you know, we, we've really got a chance now. I mean, it's a fresh start this this, this middle eight, isn't it? So we've got a good result away from home against Hull Kingston Rovers. I think that's how you've got to approach it now, haven't you? Like a little mini league, and let's let's go out and try and uh, try and finish top of it. But yeah, any sort of ticket incentive for for this time of the year now, especially football starting and things like that, as well as a bit more to d- distract people. Uh, Know, in the local area, so uh, it's on the telly, I believe, as well on, on Saturday, isn't it? So um, any sort of offer we can do to get people down there and uh, you know and, and catch that that sort of bug because it, it does seem to have um, does seem to have lifted a bit, hasn't it, in the last few weeks, especially with Jackson Hastings and his, his presence, you know, on Twitter as well. And I've seen him like raffling shirts off and things like that, and he's really created a bit of a buzz, hasn't he? So uh, let's hope people can buy into that and get down there on Saturday. Yeah, raffling shirts, giving away tickets, he's like a like a magic man, just keep giving presents for everybody. Yeah, well, I think he, he's brought that sort of enthusiasm, Rob, hasn't he? And uh, the, sometimes that can be a bit infectious, can't it? And it seems to have, to have caught on and give everybody a massive lift. You know, all the other players seem to have lifted. And uh, sometimes that's just what it needs, doesn't it? That that bit of freshness. And it's amazing what one sort of player can do. And as we said last week, I don't think um, I don't think he's funny because he, he did twenty minutes against against Leeds and then. The game against Dulcair, I don't think he was like dominant for the 80 minutes, but his presence allowed other players to sort of click in and perhaps Dulcair took their eyes off other players and it allowed the likes of Robert Louis to, to run the show and Nia Levels got involved as well. So uh, so I think Jackson Hastings, as we've said before, has, has, has given us a massive boost and off the field as well, you know, the... Uh, the sort of enthusiasm and the, and the and the vibrancy that he brings, I think, is uh, is really infectious and he's done done great. Yeah, don't forget the uh, Salford Devil Supporters Trust is also putting on uh, two buses uh, for fans to, to get to the game. Uh, one going from Gala Bingo in Salford, uh, and the other going from is it Manchester Road East Little Houghton uh, bus stop. F. So that's pretty good. Obviously, you know, approaching fans from different areas of city to try and get to the game. Yeah, definitely, definitely. I think that's something that can grow and grow, isn't it? We've mentioned that before, haven't we, on the, on the podcast this season. We started off with one, 
and now they've got uh, got two routes going there. So yeah, the more people that we can get to the to the games, the better. And you know, public transport is not great, is it in the, in this part of the world? But I think it's getting better, isn't it? And uh, the more people we can get down there, the definitely the better for the club. Yeah. Uh, so don't forget, you can obviously look at the uh, Salford Devil Supporters Trust website, and that has all the details regarding uh, pickups and drop offs and and prices. Uh, but I think they're doing a great job. I think it's really important. Uh, that you know trying to attract new fans you give them options how to get to the game and you know having that as an option for people who don't have cars uh, you know it's an option which hopefully they'll take up and we'll be able to build a crowd for it Paul yeah certainly certainly I mean when you think about it, the transport links for the, the stadium I mean it's, it's no nobody's fault I suppose but they aren't they, they aren't great really are they? it's not a stadium you can get to on the on the Metrolink or, or on a train, is it or anything? It's the bus, really, isn't it? And if you're coming from the other side of sort of where, where the Willows used to be, I think you've probably got a, a couple of buses there, haven't you? So uh, the buses aren't dead reliable either. But if you get one of the Supporters Trust bus, you're going straight there, aren't you? And uh, I don't think they're expensive. I what is it four pound fifty? Is it something like that? And you can can you compare your card as well, can't yeah. you? Pretty sure. So so yeah, and you can book you know in advance. So it's dead easy, really, isn't it? It's it's, it's dead straightforward and. Um, it takes the pressure off you know if you're not driving you can just jump on that and it takes you straight to the, the door and uh, away you go so so yeah I think it's been a great idea this season and uh, been a real one of the real positive stories off the field yeah another exciting story off the field was a squad builder uh, that they managed to raise raise twelve thousand three hundred and fifteen pound I think that's a, a a fantastic achievement Paul uh, you know in in two weeks yeah it's a monumental effort that Rob it really is it just shows you uh, you know the the loyal support that we that we have at Salford, and when you are in a bit of a crisis and in a bit of a hole, we've got some some great supporters, haven't we? Who, who stand up and um, you know because they love this club and they want this club to succeed. So I think you know hats off to the to all the Salford supporters there. And you know Willie Poaching said it didn't he in his, his press conference on um, on Friday night. Okay, before he started, he sort of said you know I want to say a big thank you to the Salford supporters who've gone there and made the journey and. In, in, it made the noise there at Oakar and you know sometimes we are low in numbers but say what Rob we, we don't have to get behind that team do we it's, um, it's a great effort and I think the players really appreciate that don't they yeah there's some fantastic stories coming out uh, from, from the squad builder um, an elderly lady who lived in Preston who can't go to the game anymore because uh, her, her husband is blind um, gave the uh, the squad builder a £40 cheque because uh, obviously she, she can't get to the game, so she she sent it with a letter attached, um, you know, saying how much she loved the club and how much the uh, the squad builders are a great thing. Yeah, well, that's that's the kind of uh, the support that, that we've got, Rob. I think you know, there's people there. It, this club means an awful lot to them, doesn't it? And that just epitomises that lot from that lady there. I mean, it's uh, yeah, it's, it makes me a bit emotional, you know. You, you think about the, the lengths that some supporters go to and. The, the pride that they've got and in a, in a club that has not been dead successful and has not given us much to smile about over the years but the loyalty that people show I think is I mean that that there that lady I mean you know God bless that's that's a, a tremendous effort and uh, you know let's hope we can put some smiles back on the faces you know the team and, and survive this season and, and repay those, those supporters yeah and people selling shirts people selling uh, so sort of really uh, you know prized assets possessions to raise money for the club and like you said it's quite emotional when you think about it, people parting with these things just to, to help the club along and you know you know first class you know well done everybody for, for raising such a you know a massive amount yeah definitely well there was a, I'm, I'm, I'm a bit annoyed with myself really because I read a story on um, 
on the Facebook, I think it was last week, Louise Woodward Styles um, was selling, I think it was a photograph or the Hall of Fame picture, you know, the Salford Hall of Fame picture. Um, I think my dad's got one, or he, he might have had one. And she was selling that on, on, on the Facebook and wanted to raise some money so she could give it to the Supporters Trust. And correct me if I'm wrong here, Rob, you might have seen the story. A gentleman bought it off her, but then gave it back to her and then gave the, and told her to give the money to the Supporters Trust. Because I think she was really disappointed that she had to sell this possession because it was quite a prized possession. And, and I read the story and I thought, that that is... I wish I'd have wrote the lad's number name down who it was just so we could say, you know, what, what a great thing to do. But the, the guy will know who it is. And if Louise Woodward listens to the show or whatever, she could probably put his name on. But I read that and I thought, wow, that's that's really something special, that, isn't it? And like the lady you just mentioned there and all the other people who've been donating things and swapping things and raising money. I know James Oskis has done a few things, hasn't he, with his shirts, auctioning shirts off and giving the money to the support trust, selling programmes, all that sort of thing. It all helps, doesn't it? And, uh, no, I think it's uh, it's fantastic. We have a, a fantastic community of Salford supporters, don't we? We're all, you know, we all believe in the same thing, and uh, I think we'd all do anything, wouldn't we, to help the club out? Yeah, you know, it's a fantastic achievement, and you know, it, it kind of brings that sort of bond between club and supporters closer together for moments like this, and you know, it's brilliant, and hopefully, you know, we can continue to support the club in as many ways as we can. Yeah, definitely. It is. It, there is a bond between. I think there's a, there's a big bond between Salford supporters. I mean, it's. I was thinking about it the other day actually, and um, there's not lo- loads of us, but you sort of know everybody, don't you? When you go to the game, you let onto people, and you see the, the faces, and, and and I think that's a really special thing that to have. And we, we are a close knit sort of bunch of supporters, aren't we? And um, you know, let's hope we can start growing and. And keep going, but I am proud to be part of the the Salford family, you know, and just doing my tiny, tiny, small contribution that you, you do. And you're the same, Rob, aren't you? And I think it means a lot to us, doesn't it? And uh, you know, these last few weeks with it with the crowdfund, I think it's just shown the true colours of the supporters, and I think it's brought us together even more. Yeah, another person who does, you know, a fine job uh, raising money uh, is Paul Light, and he's doing a uh, cycle uh, to Wembley in the Challenge Cup uh, weekend for Rugby League Cares. Uh, he did he did cycle to Brazil uh, last year uh, as well. I think that's you know he's doing a fantastic job, uh, you know, riding down to Wembley. Yeah, certainly. Yeah, it's a long way down to Wembley. It's about two hundred odd miles to Wembley. It's quite a long way, isn't it? It is. I reckon it's well over two hundred miles, isn't it? So yeah, that's that's a fantastic effort. That and uh, you know he must be looking after himself, Paul Lighting, with his with his cycling and keeping himself fit. And you know, hats off to him. I don't I don't think I could ride a bike twenty miles, let alone two hundred miles. So. Uh, so yeah, that's that's a great effort, great effort. Yeah, he's also, like you say, raising money for the RL uh, Cares. Um, he's got a, a sort of a, a GoFundMe page going, uh, which we'll put a link up on our Facebook and our Twitter. So if you can, you know, give to that cause. And, it, you know, it does great things in Rugby League, that, doesn't it, Paul? It certainly does. It's a, that's a fantastic cause, Rugby League Cares. I mean, I don't, I'm not like a massive expert on it, so I don't want to... Do it in injustice, but the things I have read about it and, and the stuff that they do, it is great because you know mental health and mental health awareness. I think it's a big thing in society, isn't it, Rob? And uh, I think we all know somebody who's been affected by it. So, uh, so yeah, the the work that they do, I, th- I think it's tremendous, and the way that they they devote a whole round of Super League to to the charity on you know, the. the uh, the state of mind round, I think, is it just shows you what a great sport rugby league is sometimes. And you know, people say it all the time, but the rugby league family, and I, th- I think it is in a way, isn't it? I think uh, you know, the whole game looks out for for each other, don't they? And uh, yeah, it's a magnificent cause. Yeah, obviously talking about uh, you know heroes, 
Uh, we're talking about Louise Woodward Files selling a, a print and then the guy bring, giving it a back. He was called Stuart Warburton. Paul. Oh, Wait. right. Have you found that? I you found see, it. You've, you've just, I tell you what, he's a pro, this guy, isn't he? I mean, there's me blagging it on my iPad, but, you know, he's got the technology wrong. But, well, I, I think I thought, I thought I'd screenshotted it because I was going to I was gonna mention it to you and I must have forgot last weekend because I remember seeing it and I thought that it's worthy of a mention that on the podcast because things like that, you know, they're great, aren't they? You know, people to do something like that. So, uh, so yeah, I'm glad you've mentioned that guy's name. And well done, uh, Dun Stewart and, and Louise as well. Great, great gesture between both of them. Yeah. Uh, next bit of news: uh, fans focus group is taking place on the 21st of August. Uh, the club are asking for sort of ideas and, and sort of uh, you know uh, interaction uh, with the fans regarding match day experiences, community engagement, and squad builder. So to, to kind of, uh, you know, cipher the people they want to come down and talk about that, they've asked a question for people who are interested in going down. And, and the question is, Paul, do oh, well, you think it's a good idea for this fan focus group to start with? Um, yeah, anything like that, that's good, Rob. Um, I know they have supporters trust, don't they? And we're all members of that, aren't we? Um, so I thought that was sort of to, to come up with ideas and things, but... But anything else, yeah, the focus group, anything to, to get people involved and, and get new ideas for the club is a bonus, isn't it? So um, the more people who get involved, the more meetings that we have and the more ideas, the more good ideas and the more we can we can change things and perhaps make the game experience better or, or whatever you want to do. There's loads of things you could do, isn't there? So um, so I'm all, I'm all for anything to help the club out, mate. I think it's a, it's a good thing. Yeah, I think I think the supporters trust is one element to it. But I think the focus group should be really kind of people who who don't kind of really go to the game very often. I don't know how you'd kind of you know entice them in to have their opinion and, and see what would tempt them to go into the game. I think the supporters trust is, is a, a valuable source of information, a valuable source of, of you know finding out what 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 the fans want. But I think in the, the kind of focus group should be really kind of aimed at fans who who don't go every week, who kind of like you know drift in and out and try and see what, what they want to, to, to happen to come and you know watch the game and you know I think, I think it's really good I think the club are kind of hopefully going to do both they're going to interact with both the supporters trust and this fan focus group to get the best um, you know for everybody but the question they put out uh, is uh, what does community engagement mean to you that's the question that they put out Paul obviously it's Tuesday night it's 21st of August and we're busy that day 21st of August unfortunately so soon we've got Kind of two radio shows which we talk about so far. Those I thought would not. Who's be. busy? Am I, am I busy as well? Busy as well. It's Tuesday night. Oh, all right. So yeah. Glad you've got my diary. Landed, <laughs> <laughs> yeah. My secretary. Yeah. <laughs> 21st of August it is. So the question is, Paul, what does yeah. community engagement mean to you? To me, um, I don't know really, mate. To be honest with you, I, I know the club have tried um, to become a, of a community club that they, they keep telling us. It, I think it's a difficult thing to, to, to do that overnight. Um, and just going off what you, you mentioned there about the supporters, focus group being perhaps people who, who don't go anymore and what and what do they want? That's a good question. I mean, I could look at it and say, yeah, people who probably drift in and out probably want to see a winning team, don't they? Um, regarding match day experience and things like that, I've never been one to be bothered about that really I just want to go and watch the match I'm not someone who needs entertaining or a brass band playing or, or face painting or anything like that I just literally want to go and see the team but I understand that in this day and age now 2018 it's not it's not like it was 30 years ago when I started going people and families want want different things now don't they and 
they want the, the day to be an experience. And I think it's the same in football, isn't it? So perhaps I am not the perhaps I'm a bit old school and I'm not the best person to ask about about that sort of question, really. But community engagement, you you have a goal then. What what do you think? <laughs> I'm struggling a bit here. Right, well, for me, community engagement, right? It's what they're doing now, right? They're in schools, they're in colleges, they're in the local uh, sort of amateur clubs, they're in universities, but it's just doing it more and doing it consistently. Because that's what this, that's what we have done in the past. We've, we've, we've dabbled, but we just don't, not able to kind of like, you know, turn a good thing into a great thing. And I think, you know, it's just a matter of doing what they're doing now, but going up a gear, getting data off these, off these schools and colleges and, and trying to entice the students into, you know, following Soap for the Devils and, and things like that. Also, I think as well, you've got to work closer with the, with the local community, the local uh, council, because they'll have events on throughout the year. Okay. And I, I personally think that what should happen, we should have a list of that of an event and see what, as a club, we can do for, for, the, for the community in, 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 you know, in 2018-2019. How can we place our product, which is Soul for Red Devils, in the marketplace? So when people notice, they'll think, oh, Soul for Red Devils are here. And then it becomes a positive thing because they'll think, oh, they're playing Sunday. Oh, we might go down and watch. And I think it's just a matter of us becoming an identity in 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 the in the city. Through I think it's having a presence in the city. I think yeah. Bob as well, and I think that's another thing that we've. Um, I don't know if we've lost it. It's we've said it loads of times, haven't we, about going past the stadium and does it say sofa player? It doesn't. It says sale player. There. We. I think you've got to do more, haven't you? And, then there'll be people who'll say to you, well, you need money to do that. You need money to get your name out there. You need money to market the team. You need manpower to, to go into schools and do things like that. So it's all down to money at the end of the day, isn't it? It's, it's, it's a difficult one um, to do that because, you know, we've not, we're not awash with money at the moment. So it is hard to find that happy medium and that balance, isn't it? So I think that's something that the club need to get their head around, don't they, when they say they're going to be a community club and, and things like that. Right, yeah, I, I agree with Go that. Man, manpower, like you say, is important, but there, there is things, you know, happening. There's a, there's like a career skills sort of event going on on the 24th of August. We could basically set up there and say, you want to, you want to sort of improve your skills. You want to create fine skills. You want to, you know, be trained up in certain things. Come and work for the club. Get some experience. You know, off your own back. You know, the likes, with the, like the likes of Ryan, uh, and and give us a lift, and you and you'll benefit from it. That's what that's what volunteering all about. Yep, you volunteer, but the person volunteer also gains something out of it. And, that, and I think that'd be an ideal thing. Uh, I don't know whether the club are thinking about that, it's even on their radar. But, you know, it's, it's things like that, Paul, that I think is important. Also, looking, looking at the events that are happening, there's lots of events happening through the summer, you know, in Salford. A bit too late for this summer, this is, this is fair enough. But you've got Awesome, you've got Bonfire Night, you've got Christmas Fairs, things that, that are coming up in, in the future we could say to these people who are organising these things, say, like, can we come down, can we have a stall at Beulah's bonfire night? Can we have a stall at Manchester Airport, you know, bonfire night? And, and promote the club and, and give some, you know, free gifts out and try and entice people in. Because I think it's so important. You've got, you've got to place your products where people are. So you've, got to tell, you've got to tell people about yourselves, haven't yeah. you? And, yeah. and get yourself out there. And, and the amount of times people have said to me, oh, where does Alford play these days? Mm. And, and people don't know, do they? Yeah. I mean, you'll probably find the vast majority of people who drive over Barton Bridge don't know we play at that stadium. Yeah. And I know, I know certain people do, but 
a lot of people don't, do they? And it is. It's about getting your name out there in the city. And I think you've hit the nail on the head there by saying about getting to these little events. All right, there might not be thousands and thousands of people at Beulah Bonfire Night, but there might be a few people there that will go. Yeah. And the more things you go to, the more consistently you do it, people in the city will start thinking, oh, blimey, yes, Salford, we'll, we'll go and check them out. And I think that that's what it's all about. It's getting, the word I'm looking for is getting, perhaps getting the city on side with the club. Getting people in the city to believe in the club and want to go and support the club and want to help them out. And I think, you know, if we can get that trust back there and that working together, I think you'll go a long way then. Yeah, you've got the Salford 10k. You know, you, you could have representatives there, you know, giving out water or, or giving out, you know, firing the gun or doing something. Uh, you know what I mean? I think it's getting, I suppose it's getting involved in these things. So, look, we, we don't want any, you know, we're not, we're not paying for this. We're just basically we're here to volunteer. And, and you know, do what we can do and help support the club and, and help you out. You know, is there anything we can do for you? That, that's what that's what it's all about, isn't it? We vol- yeah, volunteer yeah. to do things in the community, and we volunteer to help the club. And it's a two-way street, I think. Um, so yeah, yeah. you know, hopefully, you know, we'll see we'll see lots going on. There's also a thing about museum as well. I read in so for different museums, you know, about all through the mm-hmm. city with different things. Our museum should be could be on that list. Come down to the AJ Bell Stadium and look at Salford Devils. Definitely, uh, yeah, yeah. You know, obviously, probably next year, you could probably do it too late this year because it's all been organised. But, you know, it's a little thing. Yeah, sometimes, I think, you've just got to look outside the box sometimes and think, how, how, can, we get, how can we do this? I understand, you know, uh, you know, boots on the ground, you know, it can be thin. But like I say, you've got, you've got the club, you've got the Salford Devils Foundation, and you've got the supporters club. You've got, you've got people who, 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 you know, given, you know, time, can organise themselves to, to do something like that, Paul. And, you know, I'm hopefully... You know, in the next sort of six, twelve months, we'll see it grow and grow, uh, yeah. and we'll become more active in the community. Definitely, definitely, and, and Salford's a, a thriving community as well. It's a big place in a big city, and there's, like you said, there, there's a lot of opportunity in the city. And you know, look at Media City. Oh, that's in Salford now. I think there's a lot of people that live there, a lot of people that work there. You know, BBC's there, ITV's there. We need to get into that. And, you know, those those people that work on Media City, and, you know, make them adopt Salford as their sports team. You know, tell them about Salford and tell them about the, this, this great rugby club that we've got. And I think that's what you've got to do. I think that's what you've got, how you've got to approach things now. You're never going to get anywhere if you don't tell people about your product and, and, and this, this this club that we've got. This club with a fantastic history as well. You know, don't let anybody ever say to you, Salford's got no history, because this club, history, you know, from the 30s, the great size that we had then, the great team of the 70s, pioneers of rugby league, playing on a Friday night in the Willows. You've only got to watch the, the, the Willows Memories DVD to find out what a great club we've got. And I think we've got to tell people about it. And I'm sure people will come and, and get involved. Yeah, hopefully. You know, a lot of people will, will, will you know, put their, enter, put their answers into the, the question and the club will pick a, you know, a, a selective few uh, to have their opinion. And, you know, hopefully it'll grow and grow and, you know, right... Answers will be given and the club will move forward from there. Uh, other news, um, it was it was A-level. It was A-level day today for results. Uh, one of our stars, Jack, is it Radcliffe? Uh, got a fantastic, oh, yeah. Yeah. fantastic results in his B-Tech uh, education programme. I think it's amazing. I think it's amazing that obviously you've got these athletes that are, you know training to be you know the next professionals, uh, also getting an education at the same time, and it's it's fantastic what the Salford Devil Foundation. Um, and the education, on-site education programme are doing. 
Yeah, certainly as you're mixing sport with your, you know, your curricular activities, aren't you? And uh, you know what, what a great blend that is. And congratulations to everybody who is it. Was it the results day today for the? Yeah. Was the A levels? I think wasn't it? Yeah, yeah. Congratulations. You know if you if you've done well today and. You know, that, that, that's the, a marvellous thing now these days, how you can do that, Rob. You can study and do your sport at the same time as well. It's something I wouldn't have minded doing it. Well, if I'd have been any good at sport, I wasn't any good at sport. So uh, uh, wasn't very good at education either, really. But, uh, well, that, that's, that's another thing, Paul. If, 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 if results haven't gone, um, you know, like you wanted it to, it's not the end of the world. There is, we, you, can, you will find a way of, of getting where you need to go. Yeah, well, like, yeah. Back, rather than, you know, the end of the journey. And that, that's, yeah. I think that's important because people get, you know, like if you don't get like whatever they need to get to, you know, a certain university, or, you know, the world caves in. But if you if you don't get there this year, you can get there next year. Of course you yeah. can. Yeah, there's always next year. There's always well, you you look, tend to learn that pretty quick being a softball sport. There's always next year <laughs> in the book. But yeah, I left school in 1999, and I can remember going to the sports hall to get me. Um, Certificate, it was like a little piece of paper in an envelope, and um, I can remember 1999. We was rubbish that season. What was I was a bit down in the boot about the season, but yeah. I can remember opening the envelope and I, I passed history. That was the only one I passed, and I've done. I've not done too bad. So, uh, so yeah, don't be panicking if you fail everything because you can't have been as bad as I was. I tell you, I did my math GCSE. I got E first time, then I got a D, and then the third time I did it, I got a B. How did you do it three times? Yeah. Well, I did it at college. Oh, right, like three taking it. Yeah. Right, right. But, uh, right. you know, that, that's the thing. If you, first you don't succeed, go for it again, because there's nothing to lose again. No, not at all, not at all. You can, I mean, a lot of the stuff you did at school, You, how many times have you used it since you've left school? Well, <laughs> I don't think, <laughs> don't think I've ever used it. I mean, I tried to use a bit of my French when I went to... Um, to Carl, to Carl in July, but it just shows you how much I listened in French because I, I couldn't remember any of it. So, uh, not to worry. Not to worry, not to worry. So, yeah, obviously, if, if you haven't managed to get to your, your place at university, you know, congratulations. But if you haven't, it's always next year. I'll, you know, move on. Let's see where we can go from there. Uh, the Salford Devils, uh, Salford Devils, Salford University will believe uh, team are looking for players as well because obviously they'll be getting some new students in Walton Parlour. You know, yeah. it's great. Obviously, they do, they do really well. Uh, the 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 game against uh, Manchester University is always a, a, a sort of a big thing in it in the in the amateur amateur scene. And you know, hopefully, you know, student, new students will come in, get involved in in the Uni Rugby League team, and then hopefully come and watch us as well at weekend. Well, yeah, that that's what something I was going to mention to you before, Rob, about the, the students and that. I mean, um, I um, when I did my apprenticeship with the British Gas, who I worked for. I trained in, in Leeds, you know, for my sins. I had to stay up there a few days. I mean, I enjoyed it. It was all right. And um, I, I got to, to, to know people up there and, and, and the, the sort of head in the community. Um, and a lot, of the, a lot of the students up there, like a vast majority of them, were, were watching the rugby and really into it. I think that Leeds Rhinos, I'm not, no lover of them, to be honest with you, but the way they market their team, they, they sort of get a lot of people who live in that area Watching, watching the side and sell it to the, the students and we've got a, a big university there haven't we in Salford and a lot of students on, on various campuses and I think you know you've got to promote our team to them haven't you as well and let them know because like you said there Rob uh, it's another untapped market isn't it and it's, it's more people you can get involved and work closer with them you've got Manchester University as well and that varsity match between the two sides is always always really good and a really great atmosphere and uh, where, where will that game be played Rob could it 
could it be possibly played at AJ Bell, you know, yeah. before a match or something? That'd be that'd be something, wouldn't it? You know, get as many students down there as we can. I'm sure people would love to come and see it, and that that'd be great, you know. Um, but yeah, the student is another another good market to getting people involved. Yeah, I think they played at Manchester Rangers this year, didn't they? I think we had a game on the same night. I think it clashed. Right. This year. Well, it'd be great to get it on the same night, you know, as a curtain raiser, you know, perhaps yep. if you could have it on a Saturday afternoon. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, how I feel about Friday nights and Thursday nights, Rob, I don't think they're the answer. I think maybe next season, why not play Saturdays or, or Sundays? But that'd be great if we could have it as like a curtain raiser. Yeah, yeah, obviously, like you say, you've got Salford University, you've got the University of Manchester, you've got Manchester Met, you know, you've got thousands of students in, in the city. You know, for me, you know, Freshers Week, where they're, they're all coming into university the first time. You know, if you're putting your your brand, um, you know, in there at that moment, you might get a few people, you know, wanting to get involved, and that that's what it's all about. I think it's just a matter of product placement at crucial moments like that. Yeah, certainly. Don't forget, like you said, there, there's three universities. How many colleges yeah. are there in the the sort of Salford area or the Salford sort of? Don't say the Salford area. I mean. We 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 probably got like a big pick of an area now, being the, the Super League side. I mean, you know, you got Rochdale, Oldham, Swinton, all these sides around us. But you no, know, that that area is big as well, isn't it? You know, North Manchester area. There's all sorts of colleges over. I know we do bits and bobs with uh, with Hotwood College and that as well. So th- there's a massive market there, isn't there, for us to, to tap into these these kids and who are playing rugby league and get them watching Salford. And uh, no, it is the more you think about it, Rob, there's a huge potential for us. It's, yeah, it's super exciting times. Hopefully, you know the club will, you know, find a way to tap into these students and then make them the uh, the next generation of fans. Uh, final bit of news: we've got uh, news about a sponsored walk, Paul. It's taking place on the 30th of September. It's 15 miles uh, in dis- in total. Uh, you get free entry into the game against Toulouse. Um, how are you walking? You reckon you can go 15 miles without blowing up? Yeah, do you know what? It's funny you mentioned this, right? I was thinking back the other day to the 2004 season when we got promoted. Yeah. Um, I walked to the ground twice. I mean, <laughs> I was living at my mum and dad in Rochdale at the time. I don't know why, um, but I decided we played London at home on a Saturday tea time, I think it was. And I said to my dad, I said, I'll meet you down there. I said, I'm going to walk today. So I walked all the way there from, from my mum's and it, it took me about three and a half hours, four hours. And um, that was probably about... I went, I went down through Middleton past Eaton Park. It's about 14 miles, I reckon, 13, 14 miles. So, but it's for, when was that now? 14 years ago. So uh, I might not be able to do it again. But uh, but yeah, where, where's where's it going to be, Rob? 15 it, well, miles? It says, it says 15 miles. Um, it doesn't say where. It's going to end up at the AJ Bell. Right. At the, the free entry into the Toulouse game. And you get to walk, do a lap of honour at half time. So it could be 15 miles in any direction. Because it doesn't say where they start. Hey, you get to go on the pitch all half time. That's that's something, yeah, that's something. And uh, Doctor Devil's going to be there as well because I tell you, fifty miles for him, that's going to be a slog. Especially, yeah, he'd be pretty warm, won't he, Doctor Devil, with his uh, hat on and whatever. So, yeah, <laughs> that'd be quite quite tricky that for him. I'm sure he's a fit lad, Doctor Devil. Yeah, I'm sure he'll, he'll manage that. Yeah, the things where he does it in short, he does it in short bursts. He won the mascot race, didn't he? You know, we did all the you know hundred meter sprints and all that. But fifty. Oh, he came second in the mascot race. Did he win it? I think he won it. Didn't he? he won it at the uh, city's ground. He won it, I think. Oh, yeah. It wasn't the one recently at ADOC. Oh, no, yeah. I finished second. Was it, was it Leeds finished first? Or was it Saints or something? I think yeah, yeah line, I think it was Leeds, wasn't it? Yeah. yeah it was <laughs> oh, they just pipped him, though, because he was yeah. winning, wasn't they? He was running in Treacle last 10, 15, 15 yards. Mm. Uh, yeah, yeah, I think his uh, stamina let him down a bit there. 
<laughs> hopefully, you know, 50 miles a long way. And hopefully, you know, a lot of people who want to get involved with that uh, and raise money for the, the Soul Fred Devils uh, Foundation. And, you know, another good thing done by us supporters to help the club and the foundation. You fancy doing that? Well, I, to be honest, I, I did the coast to coast when I was about, I don't know, maybe it'd been 11 or 12. And Where's the coast to coast? Where's that? Oh, from Liverpool to Hull, I think. It's like from one end, one side of the country to the other. Liverpool to Hull? Oh, no, that's a long way. Long, yeah, it's like 25 miles a day. How many days? Five. Wow, that's, that's, that's good going. What way. did you do then? Like stay over somewhere? Yeah, I think. You're walking 25 miles a day? Wow. But I do remember it because it, it was a good thing. Uh, but yeah, I don't think my legs have got it in me now, to be honest. But, okay. You know, fair play to the people who do. Yeah, definitely. Yeah, great, great cars and uh, good luck. Good luck with that for everybody. Yeah. Uh, so that's all the news coming out of Salford Devils uh, now. And what we'll do now, Paul, talk about the victory against Hulkingston Rovers on Friday night. You're listening to Devil in the Detail, and this is your big match review. So, Sovereign Devils started their Super 8 qualifiers with a victory against Hawkins the Rovers, 28 points to 10. And here's the uh, highlights, courtesy of Salford City Radio's uh, Red Devils Rewind. It's Wood again, Wood to Rob Lewis, gives it to Tyrone McCarthy looking for options and he's tackled on the 40 and Salford coming up the field nicely. It's Wood again, gives it to Lewis, looking for runners but he's tackled on the halfway line. It's Wood again. Slight hesitation by the Hawkins Rovers line and Flanagan's made a break. Gives the ball back in the field of play to Niall Evels who goes over the line. Wonderful break from Salford Devils. Great move and Niall Evels has scored the try to give Salford a great start here at the KCOM Stadium. It's Hawkins Rovers nil, Salford Devils 6 with a kick to come. It's uh, a drive forward by Aitken and looking for space and Maguire ball goes wide Quinlan he's, he's got options tackled by Chamberlain and Junior Sowen it's going to be Crooks at the play of the ball Crooks come across the field looking for space and and uh, it's a tackle by Lamatazzi and Ben Nakambuai but pressure is still on Salford it's a drive forward interception by Rob Lewis and Rob Lewis has got 50 metres to go the chasers are after him but looks like he could be going under the post for Salford Devils wonderful interception try from Rob Lewis scores for Salford could be the breaker the game breaker here at the KCOM Craven Park Stadium great score from Rob Lewis as Salford Devils extend the lead Lusick at the play of the ball for the Salford Devils oh he's find half a gap but Holton Rovers defenders all around him manages to uh, stop the play but the danger has not passed it's Hastings dummies he's looking for the line he's still battling but Rovers are just about holding him up it's uh, Lusick again at the play the ball gives it to Lee Moss up he won't he'll take some stopping but he does get stopped a metre out it's uh, Lusick again reaching for the line and Lusick goes by the post a debut try for Salford Red Devils by the post and will that be the final nail in the whole Kingston Rovers coffin tonight here at the KCOM Craven Park Stadium great try for the Salford Red Devils 
And it's Lusik out the play the ball for the Salford Devils. Lusik, long ball to Wood, collects it on his knees, goes under the post for Salford Devils. Great try for Salford Devils to finish the game here at the KCOM Craven Park Stadium. Lovely hands from Josh Wood and found the space in the Hawkins Rovers post. Under the post for Salford Devils. And it's a victory here at the KCOM. It's Hawkins Rovers 10 at Salford Devils 26 with a kick to come. So, Salford Devils were victorious against Hawkins and Rovers, Paul. Big win for the Reds. Yeah, it certainly was, Rob. It was an excellent performance, you know, from, from minute one to, to minute eight. They really accomplished the performance. Played the conditions really well, you know, at the, the end of the, of the first half. Wet conditions and, and we was absolutely switched on against a good side, really. Oak had been a good side on form, brought players in themselves. I think going into the game, I think they were favourites, weren't they? After beating us by 50 points just just over a month ago, so to go there and and, and come away, and I thought we dismantled them really. We really did an excellent, thorough, thorough professional job on them, and uh, very, very pleasing. And now must give us a big confidence lift for the rest of the uh, middle eight. Yeah, I think the best thing about it was the co- the confidence of, of of the boys. They weren't troubled. I don't think throughout the game they were they were fully switched on, fully focused. Everyone did knew what they needed to do to get to get a result, and you know it was a, it, for me it was a, it was a very very unlike a performance that I thought they were going to put up because I thought pressure, Orkington Road was away, uh, they were going to start shaking. But you know for me, solid as a rock in, in throughout, and also very very creative, scored some good tries as well, which is which is a good confidence booster with the other games to come. Yeah, well, it was tight in the first half, wasn't it? I know when. Uh... When Craig Hall scored, OKR's try and uh, Danny Tickle missed quite a, quite a straightforward goal, really, for Tickle. He's normally quite reliable. But that was six points to four then, wasn't it? And uh, we got a penalty goal just before half time. So it was 8-4 at half time, if my memory serves me right. So it was a tight game. But like you said there, we didn't really seem in danger. We always seemed like we were in control of it, I thought. Um, our kicking game was, was excellent. Robert Lewin and Jackson Aces both... Especially in the second half, I thought they kicked Wilkinson um, Rovers to death. The way they turned their forward round, they were pinpoint kicks and they were, they were punishing kicks, you know, punishing them back in the, their own half and making them, you know, come 80, 80 metres out of their own half of the field. So, so yeah, it was an excellent display. Some good tries as well, some good backing up on, on showing as well. And Joey Lusick scoring on, on his debut. Josh Wood got a try near the end as well. And thoroughly deserved, Rob, really was thoroughly deserved. And I think perhaps OKR perhaps took us a bit lightly, you know, getting 50 points against us, you know, just over four weeks ago. And perhaps they thought we were going to be a bit of a turnover, but we kept them quiet. They've got some good playmakers on there, and Danny Maguire and, and Todd Carney was on, Chris Atkin, the young lad they got from Swinton. And I thought we did a good job on them. We stopped, we stopped them playing, and uh, it was excellent, excellent to see. Yeah, stopped them playing, Paul, but also big moments from big players. We talk about uh, Jackson Hastings, you know, and putting people through gaps and, and, and walking on water. There was a moment where a little kick through and he managed to get out from his own sort of goal line uh, and avoid a dropout. Little moments like that. Also, Ed Chamberlain uh, chased down. Is it, is it, is it called Vai Vai? The, the Hulkier centre. Looked like he was going to go in, sort of over in the corner, but uh, Ed Chamberlain came from nowhere and he dislodged the ball. Little moments like that, Paul. We don't, people don't obviously think about it or remember it, but yeah. they turn games. And, that, and that's what you pay the big, big money for, moments like that. Yeah, that that was a big game changer. That bit one there that Ed Chamberlain. I remember my dad said to me, and it was the start of the second half. That one, yeah. and he said to me, "Wow, 
that could turn the game that there. And, and yeah, that that was, it was an excellent tag because he looked all on to score there. He just opened up. I, to be honest, he opened yeah. up. I thought he's, all, he's, he's over it. But some, yeah. somehow, Chamberlain came from nowhere and dislodged the ball. And, you know, when you, when you think about it, that'll just be forgotten down the line if Salford managed to, you know, secure the Super League status after a you know, fantastic win at, you know, uh, Toronto and uh, Jackson Hastings pulling the strings. People won't remember that moment. Well, that's as big as a, as a big try. They will now, Rob. They will now. Yeah, <laughs> they will now. now. We've highlighted it. <laughs> yeah, but from from my position behind, I was sat behind the stick, so I couldn't really see because it was sort of the opposite corner. It was like diagonally to the next corner where I was. So I could just see him, and he looked all on a try to me, and I couldn't believe they stopped him because that could have changed it. Like you said, they could have scored there. They might have got their tails up, but you know, little things like that, and the kicking game as well, and. And Robert Lewis' performance, I thought, was excellent. You know, people, all the talk was about Jackson Hastings before the game. And I thought, not no disrespect to Jackson, but I thought Robert Lewis outshone him, really. I thought Robert Lewis stole the show. Um, he, he was really, the try he scored, you know, going 80 yards there and or 70 yards, whatever it was. And the pace that he showed, I didn't think he was that quick, Robert Lewis, but he, he was really quick. If you watched, I watched the highlights back on the Super League show tonight and, he, he was miles away there. No one got anywhere near him, did they? So, uh, so yeah, an excellent all-round display. Yeah, super counter-attack as well, like I say, because Hulk, yeah, we're, we're pressing at that point. And another moment kills the game, doesn't it? You know, moments like that. Yeah, um, yeah. And, and that's what Rob Louis does, obviously, is that being helped by Jackson Aiton sharing the responsibility when it comes to creation. But we all know what Rob Louis' you know, skill set is. We know he's a class act uh, when he gets space and, and ball in hand. Uh, and he showed that on, on, uh, on Friday. Yeah, he did it. The goal line defence was good as well, Rob. Um, I thought there was patches in the in the game where okay, I did have a bit of possession and we dug deep and, and tackled really well, didn't we? And you know, to to keep them to just the two tries and one of them was was fairly late on in the game as well. Um, it was an excellent defensive display because they've been scoring points, haven't they? They've, they've got some point scores on there. They brought some big names in as well. You know, we mentioned that last week, Ben Crooks and. Um, the other lad from uh, Lee coming in, Craig Hall and and Joel Tompkins, you know, big. He's quite a big, a big name signing, and uh, and yeah, they didn't really have an answer to us. I thought we just steamrolled them, and it's give us confidence because looking at the fixtures, you would have probably pinpointed OKR as one of the toughest ones in the middle eight, and we've been there and and and, and gone over that hurdle now. And obviously, we'll talk about Widner shortly, but I don't think we can take them for for granted. But that's that's a big win and. Uh, we're not halfway there, but it's, it's, it's one out of the seven done. Yep. Uh, Joey Lusick uh, made his debut for, for the Devils and scored a try, crucial try uh, as well. Uh, I thought he grew into the game as, as the game went on. Uh, showed lots of lots of classy touches and, you know, I'm you know pretty confident that he's going to be a, a good one for us. Yeah, he worked. I thought he worked really hard. He shook his try well, didn't he? He was... Uh... He was fully alert there. He looked like he had a bit of a kicking game as well. I thought he looked, he looked decent there in his kicking game. Looked like he got a bit of brain a brain about him as well, and quite a quite a useful player to have in the side. And he seemed to settle in really well. Looking forward to seeing him this Saturday kick on again. And that's just what we needed, I think. There, you know, especially with Logan Tompkins being out injured at the moment, Josh Wood needed a bit of backup there, and I thought Josh was excellent as well. But yeah, a really impressive debut for Joey Lucy. Yeah, we spoke to Josh Wood. Josh Jones, Lee Mossop and Joey Lusick after the game. Uh, Miss what they have to say. Big win that. 
Yeah, mate, obviously um, it's good to get off the, the mark with it with a good two points at KL. Obviously, it's a tough place to go. Obviously, last time we came here, we didn't really perform. Um, and tonight, we kind of put all that to bed. And yeah, great start to the eights. Yeah, obviously, building up in the week, a couple of new signings in. How, how did that make the squad feel? To be honest with you, mate, we probably the best two weeks we've trained all year. Jackson and Joe have really come in and lifted us and we've really really had a good two weeks of training and obviously it showed tonight with a, with a victory. Yeah, obviously witness next week, opportunity to keep the momentum going. Yeah, of course, I think that's an even bigger game than tonight. I said getting that another two points next week really sets in a good stead to, to finish these eights and hopefully get uh, seven wins. Yeah, we've been in this position before. Yeah. Does that add to the experience, you know, like moving forward? Yeah, 100%. I think, you know, the senior guys that we've got and playing in them big games that a few of the lads have, it's just getting through them games and just finding a way to win, no matter whether you play good or bad. But luckily tonight, yeah, we played outstanding. Yeah, cheers. Big thanks to talk to us in the Devil Detail. So I'm joined by Josh Wood. Great win, that. Yeah, definitely needed that for the start of the eights. Uh, kicked on from uh, last week at Leeds, to be honest. Uh, that was a good game, so... Yeah, it was good. Yeah, and getting over for that crucial try at the end. You know, brought up, what a great performance. Yeah, yeah, good performance by all lads today. We're a lot better, like, could complete more sets, uh, penalties, yeah, penalties and errors. But we're pretty good, come away with win. Yeah. But there's still a lot more for to Yeah, us. we've got whip to go. Um, obviously, witness next week. Yeah. Uh, going forward, confident? Uh, yeah, we're confident, but they're going to come out flying, so, because uh, they lost last night. So it's going to be another tough game, so just stuff will step up to them, really. And, Show them what we're about. Yeah, we've been in the Super 8s before, the yeah. qualifiers. Do you think that's kind of a, an added bonus for us having that experience? Yeah, definitely, especially that million pound game. Uh, we, all the lads, some of the lads played in it, I didn't play, uh, but some of the lads played in it, and it's not a nice feeling, even for me to watch. So, yeah, yeah we don't want to be there this year, so we'll go try and win every single game. Yeah, playing in games like that and scoring, that's only going to help your experience, isn't it? Yeah, definitely. Yeah. I feel like I'm improving week in, week out of all the game time I'm playing, so. Enjoying it. Cheers. Big thank talk to us in the devil of detail. So we're joined by Lee Mossett. Good win that. Yeah, it was really good. Uh, we were really, really keen to get off to a good start in these middle ease. Um, don't get us wrong, there's still loads of improvement in us, but we just had that the attitude of first class from 170 in today and uh, it's like you touched on there is an excellent win. Yeah, obviously it's so important we build momentum. After that win, witness next week, opportunity to do that. Yeah, of course, yeah, we've got we've got a decent run. Uh, our main focus was getting off to a good start. We've done that. Got witness next week, Halifax Toronto, so uh, we just need like I said, we need to keep building on what we've just done there, uh, improving certain areas and uh, hopefully we can it's yeah. really good. And obviously new players coming in, giving everyone a lift. They have, yeah, there's a there's a real good buzz about the place at the minute. Jackson and uh, Joey they've come in and they've just added that energy. Uh, they're both first class players, but also on the back of that it's raised the games of other players, so uh, we look really good to be fair and uh, we just need to keep getting better. Cheers, big thanks talk to us in the Devon Detail. So I'm joined by Joey, Lo Joey Lusick, good win that. Yeah, no, it was great, you know, it was, it was, a, it was a great arm wrestle there from the boys back and forth, but we're great, really happy to come out on top. How, how are you settled in? You've been here, what, two weeks, week? Yeah, two weeks, you know, the boys have been really welcoming, the club's been awesome. Um, obviously having Jackson here, close friends, helped too, um, but yeah, couldn't be any happier from the group of lads we have here. Obviously, no, obviously only played one game yeah. compared to the NRL, what's yeah. the difference, do you feel? Oh, you know, no matter what game you play, no matter where you're playing, it's, it's all the same, but in different ways. Um, you know, Hull, we're a very persistent, strong team, and we know we just had to stick in there to come out on top, and that's what we did. Yeah, witness next week opportunity to build some momentum yeah definitely you know they, they had a bit of a disappointing loss there by one point so they're going to come out flying you know um every game here's sudden death pretty much so we're going to be on our best every game cheers big thank you talks with the devil detail so that was the boys talking about the victory against hulking to rovers poland you know they're all fully focused and confident about getting the result next week 
Yeah, certainly, and why shouldn't they be? I mean, you can't take any any teams lightly, but the the two displays that we've just seen against Leeds and Hulkington Rovers are were, were, were great, really. We've, we've done some really good attacking rugby and we've defended really well, particularly the Leeds game when we had 12 men for an hour. So, so yeah, the confidence will be growing and you know they'll have belief there in that side now that they, they can knock anybody off and, and why not? We, we seem to have got that that guy to lead us around the pitch, you know, that, that extra pivot there, somebody can work with, with Robert Louis. That's what we've been crying out for, haven't we, all season? And now we've got it. You know, we look a totally different side and, uh, and, and yeah, I'm really excited for, for Saturday. Do you think it helps us, obviously, being in that sort of environment before moving forward, you know, in the witness game? Because we've been in the middle of the qualifiers before, haven't we? We've been to, to the very edge of the qualifiers, haven't we? And brought it back from the dead. So do you think, obviously, being in that situation before helps moving forward? Um, against other teams, like, yeah, or do you mean I, just for ourselves? No, for, no, for, for the team and, and, and for us fans, because obviously we, we've been here we know what we need to do to get a result. We know last time uh, the reason we, you know, we didn't get a result. We lost to Lee. We lost to was it London at home. And you can't, you can't turn over games like that and expect to to to, to stay in a Super League unless you, unless a miracle happens, which is what which what happened. So this time around, you know, we get the job done early. We win the games we need to win early, and then we enjoy the rest of the. Year. Uh, yeah, yeah, I, I think so. Yeah, you've got to start fast, haven't you? I think in this um, in this age, you've got to start getting results. Otherwise, you're going to get sucked into towards near that million pound game. And if you look at all the Kingston Rovers, they've lost to us. They play Toronto now away on Saturday. I'm going to try and watch that on Saturday night, and that's going to be a really interesting game because you know Toronto, are a decent side, aren't they? At home, if they were to topple Ulkar this weekend, then all of a sudden Tim Sheens and his his, his side have lost two out of two. And I think they play Leeds the week after. So the pressure is really mounting on them then. Because you've got to start winning. Otherwise, you're going to find yourselves uh, behind the eight ball. So that's why this game on um, on Saturday against Widnes is vital for us. Next week is the Challenge Cup, so the two-week break. So if we can go into that break with four points, two out of two, you're, uh, you're, like I said before, you're not halfway there. But you know your confidence is going to grow, isn't it? I think we play Halifax the week after the uh, after the Challenge Cup final. So no disrespect to them, but I would like to think we've got enough to, to go and win there as well. So I think it's one of them now, Rob. I think you take each game as it comes. But like you said before, we have got experience. We've been in this position before. Uh, we've been in two qualifiers, haven't we? If uh, if, if I'm remember right, yeah. was it? No, it's three. This is, a, is this the third time we've been in the qualifiers? Uh, there was one. 2015, 16, and 18. Yes, it was yeah. third time, wasn't it? Yeah. yeah so we, we know all about it. We've been there before, and a lot of the players are still there, aren't they? That was there in the, the million pound game se- season. So uh, so yeah, I think they, they know what it's all about, don't they? To stay in Super League, when people say you know, jobs are on the line and things like. That. I think sometimes though, you've just not got to play too much on it. I know when Hulk Air played in the million pound game, I listened to some of their players getting interviewed in the, the week leading up to it, and I think Ben Kikane was one of them, and he was sort of saying, "Oh, our jobs are on the line and all this." Sometimes you can let that get inside your head and worry you too much. Just go out and, and just play your normal game. Don't let it become you know the be all and end all because that's when the pressure can mount on you can crack. Well, that was all my. I think that was my game. Yeah, I think so. And I think we responded better to that at the time. Because obviously we kept going until the bitter end, didn't we? When they yeah. dropped off at the end because they thought they were home and holes and that's why it happened the way it did. Yeah. You could replay that, that million pound game, Rob, um, a, a thousand times, a million times. And you probably, who care, probably win it 999,000 
times or whatever out of the, the million. I don't think you'd ever see that again, would you? I think it was just one of those days where something went right and, and sometimes that happens in sport but you know nine times out of ten okay I'd probably win that game it was a, it was a million pound miracle and that's, and that's what it was bottom line you, you, you're it never going to win you're never going to win a game like that again uh, and I don't want to I don't want to go back there again really I just want to remember who, I just remember for what it was rather than you know thinking let's do it all again just in case we don't manage it seems like a, I can still yeah it's, it's something that will live with the rest of your life it's it's funny if you still think about it now, and the, the things that he felt in that game. Um, yeah, it was it was like an out of body experience. But yeah, we didn't win anything. So can you imagine what it's like if you actually win a trophy. <laughs> <laughs> it must be special, but yeah. but no, I wouldn't. I wouldn't want to be in that million pound game again this season. No, no thanks. Yeah, and one of the men tasked uh, to allow to make us not involved in that is Willie Poaching, and you spoke to him after the game against Hawkins and Rovers, and this is what you have to say. Coach's corner. Yeah, different, different to the one against Leeds. I mean, down 12 men, we showed a lot of character just to get there with, with the 12 men and go into great leads all last week. This was totally different. We, it was, a lot of it was about getting the tactics right and they got spot on. And we talked about the halves and the rest of the gang out there tonight. Tried to kick early, early in the game and that got us some rewards. And you know, Hulkow were very, very good at staying in the, in the fight. And they started to get some field position on us. We weren't quite completing and finishing our sets the way we wanted to, and, and turning some cheap all over, especially down our end. And, and you know, the penalties in the first half were hurting us. But the second half, I thought we got our kicking game pretty close to spot on. When finding touch when we had to, you know, the variation of kicks from Jackson and Robert Louis you know, bore some fruit and tries and, and errors from them. But was it? tactically, I thought they were very, very smart. And, you know, it's one thing to have a plan, you know, the other thing is to try and implement it and put it out there. And that takes effort, and that takes smarts, and they showed a lot of that tonight. Kicking in, particularly in that second half. Some of those kicks, every single one seemed really dangerous, didn't it? That was going to cause a problem, and Wilkinson always didn't seem to be able to deal with it. I must be pleased with how that kicking game's gone. Robert Louis, especially, and Jackson Easton, both, both causing problems off every day. Yeah, I thought Joe Lassick put in a good kick. You know, he chose to kick early out of Dunny Half, and he split him. And the chase made a great kicks. The chases were really on song tonight. And, you know, some of the, some of the smartness about the kicks was down to the conditions as well. When it started to rain, they understood, the halfbacks understood that it was a different type of kick required. And Quinn was doing a good job at the back early on and cleaning up some of those. And you know, when we started to kick away from them and, and find space, you know, they got some rewards. And you know, it's just clever football from, from halfbacks to be able to read on the run and, and change, change from the point a little bit, if you like, and, and, and just. Think what's required and understand what's required at that moment in time. Witness of the next game now on next Saturday. It's very important now for you and the guys not to become complacent. We've done some hard work here at Wilkins and Rovers and you've got to back it up now, haven't you? It's a short sort of campaign, there's seven games and then like you said before in the press conference, you are fighting to get those wins in under your belt early on there. Yeah, for sure. Um, in the past it's been three games before the Challenge Cup final, it's two now, but you know, 
when you go into that break, it's important that you've got as many up the sleeve as you can. And if we're able to go into that break with, with two victories and that'll put us in a really good position coming out the other side of it. But yeah, it's, it is important. It is important, especially when you're sitting in a position where you've only got three playing matters uh, to pick up time. Uh, pick up as many as you can away from home. Now they're bonuses. And to do it against a tough opposition and a, a tough place to come like this, it's, you know, it's extremely pleasing. And what, you, what we can't do now is sit back, get comfortable, and as you say, be complacent. There's, we'll analyse it, we'll, we'll go through it, and we'll see that there's still a lot of improvement in us. Um, you know, this improvement in us tactically, whilst we've got a lot of things right, technically, there's still some areas that we can be better at. Um, and there's some very strong personnel missing out at the moment. Taking the field to understand that hey, my, my position is not safe here, I've got to keep performing. So, yeah, it is a good place to be, it is a good place to be in, and it would have been nice to have had some of those, have had some of those injured players there a little while ago, but it wasn't to be, and you've got to handle that and come out. We have them now, and as you say, they're fresh, we've got to try and use them as best we can. In a tough old season, hasn't it? Like you said, with a small squad. No, you can sort of, you can't relax, but no, I, no, suppose, no, no, no. I suppose you've got a bit more pressure off yourself now. You've got players no. to back in there, haven't you? And, you know, there's no Craig Cop Jackson, I think, in the squad, Chris Ball. I think that shows there that the competition for places, you've got two quality players there, you, you missed out tonight, didn't it? Yeah, for sure. Two quality experienced players. And, you know, that's no position we've been in too often this year. Going forward, is it helpful? 100% it is. You know, when those guys get an opportunity, we know that we can rely on their experience and their know-how to perform for us. But you know, we've, we've still got a long, long way to go in this competition, in this campaign. There's six more games, six tough games, as London showed. Those teams in the championship are not going to be rollovers. They're going to fight tooth and nail. Um, Halifax will be hard. Toronto will be hard. Toulouse will be difficult. So we can't for one second relax or rest. What we've got to focus on is the effort that we've shown in the last couple of weeks in our work and how we've turned up every single day and applied ourselves. And as I said, that, what that does is doesn't guarantee you to win on the weekend. It just gives you a very good chance to do so. So we've got to keep going with the same amount of effort and mindset that we've had. Congratulations tonight, brother. The best of luck, exciting as witness. Thank you. Cheers. So, that was really poaching, talking about the victory against Hawkins, the Rovers, Paul, and, you know, he was spot on, everything went really well. Yeah, it did, yeah, yeah, nice guy, Willie poaching, and uh, everything he said really, it came to, to fruition, is that the word? Fru, fruition, sorry, fruition, fruition. getting tongue-tied, yeah. <laughs> yeah, fruition, and it did, the game plan did, 
and we said it before about the, the, the way that they played the, the wet weather football in the, in the, the second half and Ian Watson and, and Willie Poach and Martin Gleeson the whole coaching set up I thought they out coached all Kingston Rovers really and you know Tim Sheen's a wily coach he's world class coach isn't he and I thought Ian did, did the number on Okari you know he, he got his tactics absolutely spot on and um you know, he took a bit of flat this season, hasn't he, Ian? But no, we got the tactics spot on, and, and full credit to him. It was a great display. Yeah, obviously, looking at the uh, the the team, Paul. You know, Ian Watson's men was a strong side, uh, and I think Willie Poaching and Ian Watson, you know, tactically got it right. Like we said with uh, with Todd Carney and, and Danny Maguire struggling to to click. Um, I think you know Ian Watson won the tactical battle with, with Simpson. Yeah, he certainly did, yeah. And I think they missed um, Morris Blair, Hawkinson Rovers. He, he's a good player for them, but he's another playmaker. But they had three three sort of big playmakers on there in Atkin, Maguire and um, and Todd Carney. And I thought, there was times in the game where I thought they, there was too many playmakers on there for them. I thought Todd Carney seems to get in the way a bit, really. And, you know, he's a good player, Todd Carney, but the same way it's over, he didn't really settle in, did he? And, he didn't look like he'd settled in that, that side to me there. Whether he'll, he will this weekend, he'll probably have a while of a game on Saturday. We'll have to wait and see. But, but no, I thought we got the, the tactics spot on. I think the kicking game was great. As I mentioned before, it, it sort of pinned them in their own half. They had to do a lot of work to retire their forwards out, really, I thought. And, and our defence was good. And we took our chances when they came. So, yeah, it was a, it was a spot on display. Yeah, big thanks uh, for your three-word match reports about the matches. Uh, we've got one that says, what a night, his man of the match was Ryan Lannan, how good was Ryan Lannan? I was totally not thought, thought about that, Paul, he was bursting, you know, hooking to roll was wide open, you know, every drive. Yeah, well, he, I think he had a bit of a point to prove Ryan Lannan, he, he, was, he was poor, wasn't he, last time we played there, and as a lot of the players were, and I think they, uh, they wanted to, to go there and put things right, but yeah, Ryan Lannan was excellent, and as I said to you at, um, on, on Friday night, he reminds me of Paul Forber, that little shuffle that he does and um, yeah he's, he's a good player Ryan Lannan he's, he's only young he's still raw sometimes he does things that you know, a bit daft he has uh, you know, he's sending off last season and, and things like that but I think he's learning now he, he's cut a lot of those cheap penalties out and he's matured as a player this season and uh, you know if he can carry that form on in, in the middle eights it's going to be really good for us and, and the team yeah great feet great speed got a you know, tremendous step as well um, but yeah you know he's fantastic he'll only get better uh, I think uh, Graham Jones simply sensational his man of matches Rob Lewis Pete Brady bring on witness his man of matches Rob Lewis um, and Chris and Janet Shenton love, love it, loving it all and their man of match was the team uh, Rob Lewis getting a few raps there Paul yeah I thought he deserved it yeah I said before didn't I um, I thought he outshone Jackson Hastings really he got that more that freedom and I think a lot to do to do with that was the way Jackson played as well. He, he does take that pressure off, doesn't he? And allows he does a lot of talking, Jackson. He does a lot of organising, and that just gives Robert Louis that little bit more freedom to do his to do his game. You know, he likes to play some off the cuff stuff. Does does Robert, and he's got his nice step that he has, and you know, he, he worked hard and he, he was dangerous. He caused the uh, okay our problems and with higher levels in the side as well. He's a very elusive runner. Niall feeds off off the halfback he feeds off Robert Louis he feeds off Jackson Hastings and Mark Flanagan he's got a really good um, organised sort of not organised what's the word I'm looking for he reads their game doesn't he he, he reads their game and, and he clicked really well I thought and, and, and yeah but Robert Louis was, was excellent and 
I was trying to think of my man of the match and I was probably going to go for Robert Louis because I thought he organised really well himself and took his chances and looked dangerous every time he had the ball. Yeah, uh, fantastic team effort uh, from John Walton. Uh, Parky, uh, quality evening entertainment. His man of the match was Rob Lewis and Mark Ryan. Uh, simply, simply lovely. And his man of the match was, uh, was Hastings. Uh, but yeah, so you, who, who was your man of the match? Who are you going for? Uh, I probably I was going to say Niall Evans. I thought Niall played really well. But I'll probably go with Robert Louis just because uh, his little legs took him that 70 yards there and he, to score and he showed some real pace. So I'll, I'll go for Robert Louis this week. I think I'm going to go for Ed Chamberlain, I think. He was you know, solid uh, and came up with a big play when, when needed. Yeah, don't think you can argue with that, mate. I think you're going to give it anybody on uh, on, on Friday night. I thought the, the whole team was excellent. Yeah, so that's the review of the whole Kings of Always win. And next up on The Devil in the Detail... Uh, we'll be looking at all our amateur sides, uh, results and fixtures in Paul's amateur report. Right, well, here is this week's Devil in the Detail amateur report. We'll start off with the National Conference Leagues. Salford City Roosters game was moved forward to from the weekend to Wednesday night. It was a relegation battle against Waterhead Warriors and sadly they went down by 24 points to nil. So Salford City Roosters stay second from bottom. They have got three games in hand over Stanley Rangers who are bottom and they are currently six points behind Waterhead Warriors who have 14 points. Salford City Roosters on eight points. So that was in the Division 3. On Saturday, the results are as follows. Rochdale-Mayfield had a good win. They beat Kells by 28 points to 14 in the Premier Division. In Division 2, Saddleworth Rangers went down 19 points to 18 at home to Stanningley. In Division 3, Oldham St. Anne's beat Gateshead Storm by 31 points to 24. The fixtures for the 18th of August, that's Saturday coming, is Wathrow Hornets against Rochdale Mayfield in the Premier Division. In Division 2, Saddleworth Rangers are at home to Lee East. Division 3, Barrow Island play Waterhead Warriors and Salford City Roosters are at home to Oldham St. Anne's. Well, I've not got any results for you from the North West Men's League from the weekend. There's only one or two fixtures coming up this week as well. We start off with Wednesday, Wednesday the 15th of August. In Division 2, it's Oldham St. Anne's A against Wigan St. Cuthbert's. Division 3, West Horton Lions play Wigan Bulldogs. And Division 4, it's Wigan Springview versus Saddleworth Rangers A. There's just one game on Saturday the 18th of August. That's between Ulverston and Wigan St. Jude's A in Division 2. Well, the last few weeks we've been talking about the European Under-19s Championships. Well, France secured the European title. I'll just go through the results that have happened this week. On Wednesday, the 8th of August, it was the semi-finals. England beat Wales by 48 points to 4. In the other semi-final, France beat Scotland 38 points to 6. The ranking semi-finals, I'm not sure how this works to be honest with you, but Serbia beat Ukraine 54-26, Ireland beat Italy 30 points to 10. The seventh place playoff, Italy beat Ukraine 62 points to 6. The fifth place playoff, Serbia beat Ireland 36 points to 24. And in the third place playoff, Wales beat Scotland 42-18. In the final low, France... They lack three players who were called up to the Catalan Dragons for Friday night's Betfred Super League fixture at Warrington. So three players out of their side there uh, went went to that to play in that game. Um, 
they came came out on top with 26 points to 16 head with three minutes to go. But England scored late tries from Elias Harrison and Liam Kenyon with both going unconverted from wide out by Gary McMahon. So unlucky England against a very experienced French under-19 side. The final score, France 26, England 24. But congratulations to all the lads involved in all those sides there. England, France, Scotland, Ireland, all the teams involved, Wales as well. Congratulations, an excellent tournament and a lot of experience picked up by those young players going back to their amateur clubs. There's one little bit of amateur news for you this week. The England Community Lions will, under new head coach Richard Owen, play Wigan Reserves at Oral Rugby Union Club on Wednesday the 22nd of August with a 6.30pm kickoff. There's one of our local players involved in that squad and it's Paul Brearley who plays for Rochdale Mayfield. So good luck to them against the Wigan Reserve. It's always going to be a tough job going there and I'm sure that'll be an excellent game to watch if you can get there. Well, that's just about it from me this week. I shall see you on Saturday at the AJ Bell Stadium for Salford's qualifier against Witness Vikings. Don't forget to kick off on... Rob will probably mention it on the podcast, but the kickoff is 3.15 on Saturday. The other um, <coughs> excuse me, qualifying games... There's a couple being played Saturday. Toronto Wolfpack are at home to Hulkingston Rovers. That's a half seven kickoff. Toulouse Olympic play Halifax with a seven o'clock kickoff. And Leeds Rhinos away at London Broncos on Sunday in the final fixture of this round. That's a three o'clock kickoff down in London. So I'll see you on uh, on Saturday for Salford against Witness. Take care. Twenty four hours a day. Radio Contact. So that was Paul's amateur report looking at all the fiction results for all our local sides. And next up on the Devil in Detail, we'll be looking forward to the witness game on Saturday. It's time on the Devil of the Detail. So, for Red Devils are at home to win this Vikings on Saturday afternoon. Paul on Sky, big game for Salford. Win that, and it's a and it's a good good start in these uh, Super Eight qualifiers. Yeah, it'd be an excellent start if we win this game. And you know, I think there's a bit of um, expectation. I think supporters are, you know, we. We're not going to get too excited and say, "Oh yeah, we're going to go on Hammer Witness and this, that, and the other." Don't forget, Witness are the last. You know, we're the last side to, to lose. Uh, witness, witness beat, witness beat us, didn't they, in March? And they've not won since. So there's that that omen there for witness to cling on to. But I think you've got to give teams respects, haven't you? I mean, you, you know me, Rob. I'm probably the most cautious Salford supporter going. Uh, I'm going to the game just just wanting us to win. I'm not bothered by how many points, but by we win. But witness have got some dangerous players. I watched their game against against London. You know, some people said they look poor, but I don't know. I think. They're going to raise their game, aren't they? The pressure is then on us this Saturday. Everyone expects us to win. Probably nobody's really expecting Witness to win, so that's when a team can be dangerous sometimes. And They've just got a new half-pack partnership between Joe Miller and uh, Liam Finn. I didn't think that really clicked against London, but you know, Miller's a good player and, and Finn's a very good organiser. So if them two click, they've got some decent forwards there as well. We need, we need to be switched on uh, to, to win this game. Yeah, they've got some quality. Like say you've got... Joe Melly, you've got Liam Finn, Harrison Hansen in the second row, um, Chris Houston, you know, you know, they have got some good players in that squad and I think it's, you know, this is a big, big test, I think, for where we are as a club and where we are as a team. We can back up 
a performance like we did against Hawkinson Rovers with another solid professional winning performance against Widnes, you know, it, it proves to me that we're going in the right direction. Yeah, certainly, certainly. They've got some good young players as well, Rob, haven't they? Um, the likes of uh, Matt Whitley, the, the Chapel Hill twins. I think there's only one of them is in the squad, the Chapel Hill brothers. Yeah, the, the young lad at fullback as well, Danny Ashall Bott, I think his name is. He's he's only twenty and he, he was excellent against against London, really mature for his age, you know, took took every eyeball all night. So they've got some talented young players. Danny Walker, I think his name is the Ucker as well. So they've got some good young players in that, that side and uh, you know they, some for the future. They've got quite a good youth system there at Witness, so there's some good lads in, in the team and uh, Patrick Arvan as well provides the pace out wide, you know, they've got Stefan Marsh if he, I don't know whether he's injured or not. But they have they have got some pacey players. Aaron Heremeyer. I think he's retired at the end of the season. He, he's been a real stalwart, hasn't he, for, for Widness and, and Lee amongst other sides. So, yeah, they've got some experience in there, some good young players as well. You never really know what you're going to get with Widness, do you? They're, they're a funny side and obviously this season they've, they've really struggled. But we spoke about it the other week, about the start to the season. They had, they had a really good start. They battered Catalan. They were unlucky against Wigan. I think they lost by a point against Cass. Unlucky against St. Helens. They beat us. So they, they did. A, they had a decent start to the season. For whatever reason, they seem to have gone on this bad run. And is it a confidence thing with them now? Are they in this rut where you know things are going against them and, and they can't buy a win at the moment, can they? Because the confidence is low and it becomes a habit, doesn't it? And you know, if they were to win a game, it could see them them win another game and, and then grow from strength to strength. So it's important that we get the result while they're on a bit of a losing streak and, and put them to bed and then we can have that two-week break and then worry about what's after that. But the vital game this Sunday, vital we don't take them for granted. Let's just go out there and get the result. Yeah, because obviously their defeat against London, you know, it puts our game under a you know a proper pressure cooker for them because it's all or nothing for them to get back in the uh, get back in the mix. They lose to us, like, say, if Oki are get beat by Toronto as well, you know, you're in, you're in danger territory there, aren't you? That's two from two. Uh, two defeats in two games, so I, I can see Witness putting all their eggs in this one basket to try and get a result against us, and you know that that's good for us because obviously we need to be able to play in pressure games, don't we, Paul? And if we are able to put in a big performance against Witness in this pressure cooker atmosphere, then it shows you know where we're going, and I'm, you know I'm confident we've got enough good quality quality players in that squad to de- to deal with this in this situation, and I'm confident that we'll get a result. On a, on Saturday, and we're two from two come Sunday night. Yeah, yeah, I I'd like to think so, Rob. I think going back to the Leeds and OKR games, if we if we're to play like we did in those two games, we sh- no disrespect to Wigan, but we should have too much for them. We, we should be able to win that game. But I don't know. I'm always really cautious about stuff. I mean, how many times have we had a big win and then the week after we've gone and blown a blown a match we should have won? So so yeah, I'll I'll. I'll I believe it when it's full full time on uh, on Saturday tea time because I'm really nervous about the game. I don't know. It's just sometimes uh, I have funny stomach feelings about stuff. But no, I'm, I think we we should have too much for. for I think the Jackson Hastings. I think we can score points now. I think if you go back a month ago, I might have said to you, "Oh, I'm not too sure. Can we can we break witness down? Can we get the points that we needed? The way we're playing now and the way we're scoring, yeah, I think we can." And can Widness score enough points against us? I'm not too sure. So I'm confident we can win. Give us your, your score prediction for the game against Widness, Bob. Oh, I've left me league express in the kitchen. Oh, um. <laughs> yeah, don't tell me you're right in the back. What about your, your prediction? Your, your prediction league, where's that? Have you written that nearby? 
Uh, I posted that today on Facebook. Oh. Um, what I do is I, I write the score. I buy my league Express Monday. Yeah. And I write my write my scores on the back of it, and then Andy Greenoff, who the Featherstone supporter, who runs the Prediction League. Yeah. Uh, there's there's about four Salford supporters I think in in the league. There's there's me, Simon Williams, Barry Jones, uh, Stefan Roach is his name, Peter Wilkinson. Oh, yeah. um, there's there's us four in it with a Salford connection. I think everybody else is like Featherstone and Leeds and all sorts. So we're all Salford supporters, I think we're doing all right. So yeah, I write them down the back of me League Express, and then Andy sends us the format, and then this, it's a good idea. You should join it next season and do it. Um, some of the games are in capital letters, so you get double points for them, and then you have to pick a golden game. And if you get your golden game right, you get more points and that. So I think I'm about tenth or something like that. I'm not I'm not near the top anyway. My yeah. dad does it. Yeah. My dad's not on Facebook, but he sends me his scores, and I pass them on for him. He, he's a bit of. Um, Bit of a ringer. He's he's good. He's yeah. I think he's about fourth or something. Yeah, he's yeah. really good. He get he's good at the Aussie scores. Mm-hmm. Don't know how he does it, but he, he gets all these Australian, you know, the NRL scores. He nails them. He absolutely nails them. So he's got a bit of knowledge on that. So don't know why he doesn't do some betting because he could win a few bob. But yeah, back to my prediction before <laughs> I walk on for England. <laughs> yeah. I said no. I can remember it. I said 32-14 to Salford. Yeah, that was it. Thirty-two forty. Right, I'm gonna go. Uh, Salford 20 28 would miss 6 28 20, yeah 28 6 and uh, Chamberlain to score 3 times mm. I think mm. yeah oh, for yeah. Man, I'll be sat in Nando's celebrating that can you imagine if 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 that came true though they they won by that and Chamberlain scored three you'd have to bring a Chamberlain out for Nando's <laughs> you'd have to buy him one wouldn't you for yeah. getting the three tries yeah we'll yeah. grab him afterwards and have and just have a, a chat with him guess what come with us and just drag him in the car and take him <laughs> <laughs> yeah that, that that'll go down well yeah so that's uh, that's the end this another podcast part another great show yeah really enjoyed it Rob really enjoyed it so we're looking forward to. So Saturday, I think uh, Mike Coolman's coming on Saturday as well. My dad phoned me up uh, yesterday and said uh, he was taking Mike with him. So um, so that'll be great to see to see Mike at the game. I know he's really excited about going. So uh, he's uh, he, he went against Leeds. So uh, lucky omen there. We, we won against Leeds, didn't we? So uh, I think he did anyway. He's been to a couple this season, so he, he's, I know he's looking forward to going. So Saturday afternoon as well. Excited. It'll be a, it'll be a good day, Robin. Let's hope we can get the win. Yeah, it's going to be a great day, and hopefully we'll be celebrating. Another win in the uh, the Super 8 qualifiers. So, I've been Rob Parkinson. You can find us on Facebook, Devil in Detail SRD. You can find us on Twitter, at the ITV SRD. And you can find us on SoundCloud, iTunes and Radio Contact. So, thanks for listening. And we'll see you next week.